Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Call free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Happy Tuesday. Game day. Odd to say that, but it is. Eagle Hour on a Tuesday. Luke Johnson, Michael Mergens from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg. And Laurel, happy to have you along. A little over five hours away from kickoff tonight. Southern Miss down in Mobile at South Alabama. 6.30 kickoff on ESPN2. A little later in the show, we'll be talking to Scott Watkins from the Sun-Herald about tonight's game. Uh, but first uh, first segment, of course, brought to you by Dickie's Barbecue, located in a community near you, our hometown team, located outside Turtle Creek Mall in Hattiesburg. But talk of the day right now, basketball. Let's go down to New Orleans where Jay Ladner and the preseason Sunbelt Player of the Year, Austin Crowley, at the podium right now. Kelly Sander of the Eagle Hour in New Orleans. Kelly, happy Tuesday. Thank you, Mike. Uh, thank you, uh, Luke and Michael. Good to, good to be here at the Louisiana Superdome as they are on stage addressing members of the media about the uh, season coming up, the Eagles and the rest of the teams here. It's the only time where they'll all, all be together to talk uh, conference basketball at once, of course, while the Golden Eagle Nation anticipates the football game tonight. One of the coaches, uh, the one for Coastal Carolina, a lot of the old-timers might remember Cliff Ellis, longtime coach at Auburn. He was also a coach at Clemson, had some classic battles with, with M.K. Turk, and has been one of nearly 80 years old, continues to coach, and has weathered the landscape of the old game of basketball now with the NIL and the transfer portal, had a chance to sit down with one of the true greats of college basketball, Coastal Carolina head basketball coach Cliff Ellis. Coach Cliff Ellis, you are a sight for sore eyes. <laughs> well, we go back a long time. And guys ought to be sore. <laughs> Do we go back to the old Metro Conference? Well, I was in the Metro when you were coaching Auburn, Clemson. You're right. You've had some classic battles with M.K. Turk over the yes, years. Yes. Let's just talk a little bit about M.K. taking the program literally from ashes to an NCAA you know, uh, tur- tournament bid. He was amazing. Uh, you know, I first met M.K. when he was at Kapai Lincoln. And I was at Cumberland College, and we battled uh, for the uh, regional championship, and he won. And he's a native Kentuckian, right? Yeah. MK, yeah, originally. Yeah. And uh, so we got to be friends from that from that point on. And when he went to Southern Mississippi, uh, we had battles, and we'd talk basketball. He was just a down to earth guy. Uh, it, it, you know, anybody says anything bad about MK Turk, they better be looking at themselves because he is a he was a good human being. He, he cared about people. He was a very good basketball coach, tremendous tactician. I, you know, 
God rest his soul. I, I miss him. You, know, you talked about uh, caring about people, and you mentioned in Sunbelt Media Day press conference today that that's what keeps you yeah. in the game, and that's what keeps you relatable to kids who are, right. who are generally two generations younger than you. It's just the fact that you care about them. The game hasn't changed a whole lot on the floor. Well, right, that's right. right <laughs> it's yeah. changed a lot off the floor. Yeah, it has with regards to it. it but it, it, it's changed from the standpoint of when MK and I started together. They wasn't a three-point shot. Right. You know, is throw it to the big man. Whoever had the big man was normally going to win. And uh, there's a rule. Then the three-point shot came into play, and that changed the game. Then shot clocks and all the kind of things that went on with regards to the game. And you know, now you got transfer portal and NIL. It's it constantly changes. But the kids are still the kids. And uh, uh, it's uh, it, as long as you're communicating and show love and care, uh, it, it, it's going to work for you. But you know, I've heard other colleagues, uh, Bayheim among them, Shishevsky, some of you guys that are oh, closer yeah. to your age, have said, you know, they're done with all this. Yes, you know, the, the they and I yell. Well, and that's the, right. That's you know. right. It's run Roy Williams. It's, it's run a lot of people off, and and I, and I don't like the state of the game, I, and I totally understand where they're coming from. I'm doing it, you know, for the love of the game and the kids, but at the same point in time, it makes you think. You know, the state of the game is not where I want it to be. I don't. This, uh, you know, we've become a professional franchise. It's not the way it was when MK and I battled against each other, the Shashevskis or the Bayhams and Roy Williams, who we all battled it. Even though they may have stronger programs, you still felt like you had a chance because, you know, the money wasn't involved. Right. And, uh, you know, now whoever's got the most money. It, 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 should win. Doesn't mean they're going to, but they should win. And, uh, you know, Power Fives are grabbing it all, but even them fighting it. And, you know, you feel like you're in the NBA. You know, you're looking at it. I mean, how much money have you got to raise if you're at North Carolina or Duke or, you know, Clemson or Auburn, any of those places? I mean, it's just amazing what's going on. And I think the kids should get something, but it's gone too far. And it, you know, it's put a different taste in my mouth. I don't like that part of the game, but I still love the kids. You know, you, you talked about your team today, Coach Ellis, that there's a lot of new players, but, but really with the advent of the transfer portal and NIL, isn't it going to be this way every year for every team? Until it changes. Until it changes, it's going to be that way. And the only way it's going to change, I think, is Congress has got to get involved. We've got to have some kind of cap on this. Uh, you, but anyway. you, you like the sit-out rule, the one-year well, I think we, yeah. we institute it. Well, I just don't think young kids. I think they need discipline. And if you make a decision, you know your word should be your bond. You know, hey, hey, I'm coming to your school. Now, I do think if a coach leaves, then that player. I, I do think there are ways that a player uh, could could transfer if the coach leaves. You know, because the kids are coming to the school for the school, but they're coming there for the coach. Let's just put it like it is. And if that kid wants to leave, he ought to be able to leave, you know, in that situation. But because I'm not playing or because this situation occurred, I, I don't, I, I just don't like that part. You know, looking back at your career, Auburn, Clemson, again, you, you coached against Southern Miss when you were at both of those institutions. South Alabama. South too. Al, yeah, you start, yeah. Early on, you started in the Sun Belt Conference. Now here you are again with, with the Shants and have been with the, with the Shants a while. You're going to play Southern Miss at your place in January. How have you changed, Cliff Ellis, over the years? How are you different for, as a coach today than when you were at South Al getting started? Well, you're more mature. You're wiser. You're wiser. I think the, I 
still think the kids stay the same, but the game changes. You know, you like I said, you have to change. And when there wasn't a shot clock and you had a big man, you'd throw it to the big man. Then came the three-point shot. Well, I better recruit some shooters, you know. And, and uh, yeah, so all of that changes, and you have to grow with the times. You have to change with the times. And uh, it's like an automobile. I'm not going to drive the automobile. I did the big stretch car that I had in the 70s, you know, it's going to be a little bit more compact now. You know, you just, you go with the changes and flow with the changes. But a lot of your coaching colleagues, and, and America, a lot of people in America, we just don't like change. Well, yeah. well, there's some changes you don't like, but you have to adjust to it. You don't have a choice. You know, just tell us about the expectations now for your chance. Well, year. we're not predicted to be very good, but I, you know, I don't pay attention to that because how can you predict a team that doesn't have any players coming back? Well, and at Southern Miss, we were projected to finish dead last last year. Yeah, you know, well, I mean, for a couple. Of years I, ago. I just think in today's yeah. time with the transfer portal and the NIL, what it, I mean, there's so many new players on every team. I, I think if you're in the Power Five, I think predictions are more stable. But my golly, I mean, how can you predict? A team like us, it's got ten new players, and and your your team is a lot like Jay Ladner's Southern Miss team, and you've got some international flavor. We do have international flavor. We do, and I think that that that's one way that you can kind of, uh, you know, NIL does not affect international players. They can't come into the country and get NIL money, uh, so it's 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 an avenue that you look to take because. You know they they they're not a U.S. citizen, so they can't get NIL. But but it's not exactly. But you don't have necessarily the recruiting budgets to be able to fly to Ghana or That's wherever. Where Jay uses his contacts, and I use my contacts from traveling all over the world. Hey, you got somebody over there? Send me film. Boom, boom, boom. No, you don't have the money to go over there, but you got contacts. In today's world, with 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 the computer and all that, it's, it's not hard. It's not as hard as it seems. Well, Cliff Ellis, you belong to Shanta, the Shanta Clears by contract, but as far as I'm concerned, you belong to America as oh, one of thank the, you. one of the great coaches of all time. Well, and you're very kind. We treasure you. And uh, now look. The Eagles are going to try to beat your brains out. I understand out. that. <laughs> yeah, I get that. It's been that way all my life. Why should it change, right? right. right. Nothing but success. Thank right. you so much. Thank you. That's Cliff Ellis, the head coach of uh, of Coastal Car- of Coastal Carolina, uh, earlier today uh, at Media Day here in New Orleans. A couple of other notes: the Golden Eagles were picked to finish fourth in the uh, preseason poll. Austin Crowley, the preseason uh, Sun Belt Player of the Year, still addressing uh, the media. Louisiana still to go today. The men, the men's coaches and players, all on stage today. The women will take center stage. Tomorrow, a little bit later on in the program, we hope to hear from Austin Crowley, the newly crowned, as we mentioned, Player of the Year, Sunbelt Preseason Player of the Year. We hope to have him live on the show. Luke and Michael, Kelly Sander, reporting live from Media Day Basketball and the Sunbelt Conference in New Orleans. Appreciate that, Kelly. Good work down there talking to Coach Ellis. We'll catch back up with Kelly later in the show, but... Next segment, we're going to go to the Mississippi Gulf Coast, turn our eyes towards Mobile, 6.30 kickoff between the Eagles and the Jaguars of South Alabama. Scott Watkins up next as the Eagle Hour rolls on on a Tuesday.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Back on Tuesday, Kelly Sander in New Orleans reporting live from the Sunbelt Basketball Media Days. We'll continue with him next segment. This second segment brought to you by Campus Bookmark, located on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Great selection, best selection of Southern Miss Golden Eagle products and fan wear. That's where I get my hat every year. I always get a, a, a yearly tradition of going down there and getting me a hat. I got me a fresh Southern Miss netback hat. I got it at Campus Bookmark. You can, too, on Hardy Street or shop online anytime, campusbookmark.net. Just under, just over five hours away from kickoff as the Golden Eagles down in Mobile tonight to take on South Alabama. And let's bring in Scott Watkins, a good friend from the Sun Herald. And Scott will be at the game tonight. Scott, before we get to that, just one comment about basketball. Yesterday, after we went, um, off air, Austin Crowley named, uh, men's basketball player preseason, uh, preseason player of the year. Uh, I, I can't remember the time where the Golden Eagles had both the men, the, the men's and the women's preseason basketball player of the year. Now Dom Davis named on the women's side. Pretty, pretty cool for Southern Miss basketball. Yeah, it, that's, that's a really big moment, I think, uh, to have, to have, uh, both of them preseason player of the years. Uh, it, it goes to show that basketball is a very important thing in Hattiesburg and still very big in Southern Miss. And, uh, that's something that, uh, Coach Lab talked a little bit about today at Media Day. Uh, it's it's really fun to see. Um, it'll be fun to see how it plays out. Uh, of course, certainly worth noting that uh, no other Golden Eagles made uh, all Sun Belt teams. So it'll be it'll be very important how the supporting cast shows up around them. Absolutely. All right, you're going to be in uh, Mobile tonight at Hancock Whitney Stadium. Eagles. Uh, last time I checked, eighteen and a half point underdog. Um, South Alabama, um, you don't know occasionally what you're going to get out of this team. You win at Stillwater, you get beat by Central Michigan. Um, you destroy ULM, who almost beats Texas State. So, you know, on, on the South Alabama side, we talked to Kane Womack yesterday, and he says that, you know, he's kind of seen the best of his team, the worst of his team. What do you expect out of South Alabama tonight? You know, they have been somewhat consistent offensively. Uh, James Madison is really the only outlier there, and and Tulane, of course, at the beginning of the season. But uh, offensively, they were pretty much they were they're producing the same amount of yardage against Oklahoma State as they did against Central Michigan. Uh, the difference is their defense. It shows up one week and it shows up and it doesn't shows up doesn't show up the next. A uh, part of that is injuries. They've had injuries on the back end, just like Southern Miss had. Keith Gallman uh, out for the year. Uh, that happened a few weeks ago. So that's that's kind of part of it. Is so you run into certain matchups, and that's such a unique defense that they run over there too. That puts guys in so many different spots on the field. Uh, I think that has kind of led to some issues. So you run into a team like Monroe that doesn't do a lot of fancy things on offense, and then you run into a team like uh, Central Michigan, which is led, of course, by Jim McElwain, and they will uh, do you know different things that you don't expect to see. So uh, I think maybe that could be the X factor in this game. Is that Southern Miss, of course, uh, a little quiet the last couple of weeks about what they've been doing in practice. And so uh, we at this far into the conference season, we could see something new. We could see some wrinkles that. Could give the Golden Eagles a uh, legitimate shot. I do think that eighteen and a half is a big number, especially for a conference game. Doesn't matter. I, I don't. I don't really care about the one and five record against a, a team that we expected to win the West. But uh, it, it, this is a rivalry game, West Division game. I, I think it'll be close. I, I think so too. Um, I'll come back to defense uh, for Southern Miss. Let's let's talk offense for a minute. 
You you mentioned the closed practices. You got to feel like uh, you know Coach Hall's got some tricks up his sleeve. Might that be a, a heavier you know leaning on the super back? May that be um, you know some type of changes on offense? Depth chart didn't really say anything different. One thing that does concern me: South Alabama has only allowed 116 yards on the ground uh, per game for the year, and because this offense is is set up that way. Um, if if Southern Miss cannot run the ball early and often, South Alabama with you know Kane Womack in his uh, old school. Uh, we talked to him yesterday about how you know his defense now connects to the old school Southern Miss defense that his dad ran uh, with John Thompson. If Southern Miss can't can't run the ball, they're just going to pin their ears back and come after Wiles. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, South they uh, have not allowed a rushing touchdown since Central Michigan a few games ago. Um, 4.3 yards of carry is the most they've allowed all season, but that was against Monroe last week. So uh, it was, uh, or two weeks ago. But um, yeah, that's that's absolutely going to be big. I, I do think that running running the ball is going to be important, but I think that we're going to see it done a little bit differently. Um, I I am curious as to what's going to happen in Superback. We kind of talk about it a lot. You know, we kind of talk about it a lot in the press box how the depth chart uh, at Superback is not accurate to what we see on the field. It shows uh, Antavius Willis. Uh, at the top of it, I think, uh, every single week, but it's always Frank Gore Jr., of course. So, uh, And they love that jumbo package as well. So I think that we're going to see more wrinkles out of that formation. Uh, we saw the pass play against Tulane, and ever since then we've seen the jumbo package, and that's about it. So uh, I do think that we're going to see some more. Uh, I think we're going to continue to see Billy Wiles, uh, but it might be a lot more quick. It might be a lot more underneath. I think that they – potentially found something that could work for them along the offensive line as far as at least the tackles go. They're a lot more athletic there now with Gabe Cavazos, that left tackle. So we will see how they take advantage of that. Coach Hall acknowledged this. He said this uh, on air after ODU. Uh, they got to get Drake Clark more involved in the rushing game because he's been really good when he's in there. Yeah, he's been fantastic. Uh, I think compared with Frank Gore Jr., he is uh, forcing more missed tackles per carry than Frank. Uh, he's getting more yards after contact than Frank. Uh, I don't know what's going on when Frank gets the ball, but when Drake gets it, he, he tends to pick up yardage. And uh, he's he's had a, a few explosives this year as well, and that is something that Southern Miss is in desperate need of right now. So they are probably going to work to find a way to get Drake Clark the ball. Defensively, um, when you look at South um, Alabama, Carter Bradley back, but we talked to Coach Womack yesterday about just how good Lacey, the wide receiver's men, 723 yards, six touchdowns through the year. When the depth chart was released, you and I uh, said off air, there weren't very many changes. One of those changes is, looks like, you know, Quez McNeil, is, he's out this week. It may be he's out for a while. Zay Franks is starting at field corner tonight. MJ Daniels at the boundary. South Alabama, you think, is going to try to go after Zay because just, what, three weeks ago he got switched over to defense? Yeah, he's very new. Uh, he only got targeted twice, I think, against Old Dominion, uh, but one of them was like a 35-yard gain, so they'll they'll definitely come after him, I think. Uh, but he is in that field position, which means he's going to have Jay Stanley over the top most of the night. So it's, it's, going, to be, it's going to be something to watch. Uh, especially since his backup is a running back. So we will we will see how it, it goes on that side of the field. Yeah, you mentioned that. They got Rambo, of course, uh, his official name is Antavius Willis. We just all call him Rambo. Rambo now listed as the uh, as Frank's backup at, at field corner. Um, I think this is a game where nobody on the Southern Miss side, and I, I mean fan base, um, expects to win. Uh, and, and I just I say that like – I picked I picked us to win Friday on this show. Okay, so anybody that hears me, I'm not flying a white flag. I never 
root against my Golden Eagles, 40 years and counting. But, but Scott, like, other than a victory tonight, is there something that can be done where there's a victory tonight? Uh, uh, you know, I, I think another, even a close loss is still a, a tremendous disappointment. Uh, Kane Womack did say yesterday that, you know, this team is not, uh, is not reflective of its record. He feels that this team's better than its record. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not for moral victories, but I'm saying what, what would encourage you tonight out of the Golden Eagles? Yeah, I was, I was about to say I don't think there's room for any moral victories anymore, especially when you're coming off three consecutive one-score games in the fourth quarter and all three of those ended in losses. I'm not sure what, what you can find that would really help you. Uh, if you play great defense, you, you want to see more out of the offense, and if you lose that game, it's because you didn't play – you didn't you didn't, you know, bounce back to your Arkansas State and Texas State uh, games. And if if you have another great day on offense, you you struggle on defense if you lose. So, you want to see all three phases put together. We've seen the defense and special teams put together against Old Dominion. We saw the offense work well against the State and Arkansas State or Texas State. So I don't know where you're going to find a moral victory. I don't know where you're going to find something that says, you know, I feel good about this. Uh, Southern or South Alabama is not performing to the way that we may have expected if, if they're coming to this game 5-1 and one with that one loss being Tulane and it's a one-score game at the end, you know, maybe, but this is a 3-3 a, a three and three team that, that's trying to get full eligibility like everybody else now. Uh, you want to win this game. I, I, don't, I don't think there's any, any way around it. I think we're too far into the season. I think this team is, is backed up against the wall way too much to say, I feel good about that loss because if, if, if you feel good about being one and six, you, you probably shouldn't be a fan right now. You yeah. probably shouldn't be watching right now. So I just, I don't think anything is acceptable sort of a, sort of a win. And I would, I would totally go with that. I, I guess there's, there's people that are, you know, really frustrated that, that, you know, just kind of expect what, what they've seen, but, that's why you play the game, and I think the Golden Eagles, and I told Kane this yesterday, I'd, I'd ask him, you know, as a coach, uh, does it scare you a little bit knowing that you haven't seen the best version <laughs> of the team, you know, that you're going to uh, see? And I know this yesterday, and, of course, he said it in his coach speak, but I know he believes it. He he uh, certainly respects what this team is, is capable of. All right, um, give me a prediction, Scott, before we get off here. That's going to be tough. It is, it is so hard to give a prediction on, on Southern Miss football. I say it every time I get to the press box, there's just no possible way you can even <laughs> begin to, to guess what is about to happen in front of your eyeballs. And then you throw South Alabama in the mix, and, and there's anything can happen. I mean, we could look, we could be seeing another Old Dominion game where it's you know twenty to seventeen. Uh, it, it could be it could be forty two to thirty five. I I don't know. Uh, at the moment, I see I see another close loss. Uh, but I, I do think it'll be close. I think whatever that spread was, yeah, eighteen and a half. That's massive. I don't yeah. think that the Jags cover that. Good deal, Scott. Thanks for your time, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thank you, guys. Scott Watkins with the Sun Herald. Uh, be there in Mobile tonight. Hey, we're gonna go back to the Big Easy in our next segment. Kelly Sander at Sunbelt Basketball Media Days. Eagle Hour continues on a Tuesday. Southern Miss to the top. Back on a Tuesday, game day Tuesday, Southern Miss taking on South Alabama tonight. Kickoff at 6.30 on ESPN2. 
in Hancock Whitney Stadium on the campus of South Alabama. Appreciate Scott Watkins joining us. Appreciate you being on the joining us uh, on the show today, listening to the Eagle Hour. Third segment is always brought to you by Fourth Street, located on Fourth Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, home of the nine ninety five lunch every day. Comes with a free soft drink. Appreciate our good buddy Slade White and Fourth Street Bar and Grill. Let's go back to the Big Easy. Kelly Santer on assignment today covering Sunbelt Basketball Media Days. Kelly. Thank you, Luke. We are at the New Orleans Superdome, and actually it's a, it's a bevy of activity here because the Saints are getting ready for a Thursday night uh, NFL game here as they entertain uh, Jacksonville Thursday night. So the Sunbelt folks are busy uh, entertaining the media with Basketball Media Day. The men are on center stage today. The women uh, women's teams will take center stage tomorrow. But again, trying to not run into the New Orleans Saints folks who are trying to, to get ready for the game on Thursday. You literally can walk out of this room and take a left-hand turn and you're on the field at the Superdome. So that's exactly where we're located. Sam Nehans from the conference joins us uh, here in our in our studio here at Media Day, and, and Sam, as, as we welcome you, of course, big news for Southern Miss basketball fans is that Austin Crowley was named the preseason player of the year. Kind of tell us how this process works, how Austin was named that player. Sure, absolutely. So all of our preseason and postseason awards are voted on by our head coaches, so pull the 14 coaches from around the league, um, tabulate those votes and kind of see where where it lands out and obviously uh this year austin is our preseason player of the year so looking forward to seeing him back on the court for southern miss this year i think a lot of the coaches have been saying and louisiana uh, the cajuns are on the stage right now each of the team each of the teams represented here the head coach has has come to media day and brought one of their one of their players that they expect to be a large contributor to their teams this year and of course crowley came along with coach uh, jay ladner but one of the common threads is that this league should be wide open this year. And we've talked in, in interviews with, with some of the coaches, which will be airing on the Eagle Hour uh, as we get closer to basketball season, is that the league is wide open, which is, from a fan standpoint, a really good thing. But you guys as conference administrators, it's got to have you pulling your hair out a little bit because you want to have more than one team in the NCAA tournament. But when all the teams within the league are beating each other up. It doesn't help record-wise. Yeah, you see that, you know, obviously with us in football right now, obviously we've had a lot of teams take some tough losses in conference, and and we deal with the same thing in basketball. Having a deep league, one of the difficulties is getting through that league. So obviously you do a lot of your work in the non-conference trying to set yourself up in the net rankings and and be in a position to to be in consideration for an at-large or, you know, in that mix getting into the conference season. But once you get into conference play, obviously – um, you kind of know, you know, whether it's a road game or tough back-to-back games, um, you're not going to go unscathed through through the Sun Belt. So I think that is kind of, you know, one of the difficulties getting into a tough league and a deep league is you're going to, you know, take some of those losses against familiar opponents that that know how you play, know know your strategies, know your coaches, know your personnel, um, and that's something that you know we certainly deal with here in the Sun Belt in basketball and really across the board in, in all of our sports with the depth of the league. The conference coordinates with the sports information directors across the conference, and not only are the players and coaches down here uh, on stage talking to members of the media, but upstairs in the office there's an actual 
television studio. Tell us how all this coordinates, Sam, how you're able to, to navigate all these people with all these different places they have to be. No, absolutely. So, you know, when we, when we get a chance to bring our coaches and, and student-athletes to New Orleans, we definitely want to make it worth their while and make it, you know, a great experience for them. So certainly we try to coordinate different stations and different things that we can do. Um, you know, we've got four different stations for Media Day today and tomorrow. Uh, obviously, the, the main stage, your typical press conference appearance, the studio that you mentioned, which is, you know, we have Matt Stewart up there running our live show on ESPN+, Plus, um, interviewing student-athletes, interviewing our coaches there. Then we do a separate video capture where we capture content for um, our social media content throughout the year for in-venue at Pensacola for the tournaments. Um, talk to your coaches about, you know, postseason, different things throughout the year um, that we can then repurpose and utilize that on social media throughout the season. And then we have a nice uh, kind of photo capture area where we're able to get um, some professional photos done of your head coaches, of the student-athletes that are here, um, repurposes into some, you know, really cool graphics for social media today, but certainly use those throughout the season and, and to promote Pensacola, too. Now, Keith McGill, the commissioner of the league, of course, who, who does such a good job at being the, the face of, of the league, uh, Southern Miss fans, you, you have to give him a pass for not being at media day today, but Southern Miss fans, you might be seeing him in the next few hours or so. No, absolutely. Commissioner Gill, you know, was here yesterday with our coaches and their coaches meetings at their dinner last night, um, making his way over to South Alabama for the football game tonight with Southern Miss. I'm looking forward to watching that one tonight. Um, and then he's also, you know, hitting the road for the Thursday night game as well. So the JMU Marshall game on Thursday night. So we've got two nights with Sunbelt in primetime this week. So we're looking forward to seeing, you know, those two football games this week and then four again on Saturday. So you have to kind of feel sorry a little bit for Commissioner uh, Gill because not only between those Tuesday and Thursday night games, he's going to try to get back here tomorrow for women's basketball media day. So this guy is, is a moving target. No, absolutely. We, we always joke during the football season, you know, he's on the road every single weekend at a game somewhere. So we know, you know, he's, he's definitely, uh, you know, always serving our member institutions, always getting out there and getting on campus and then meeting with athletic directors and meeting with fans and, and everything like that. So certainly uh, a big part of his job is, you know, getting out on the road. Sam, I know this is, this is not your fish to fry, but, but the talk of the league now football, of course, is the season that JM, you is having and the fact that they're air quotes not eligible to win the league or whatever because of you know coming up from the division that they were in but potentially if they were to run the table and go undefeated i mean how could you keep them out of any type of playoff i would i would think yeah it is it is frustrating that that is kind of the ncaa rule with been trickled down here to the conference but um, obviously excited to see the success of jmu looking forward to seeing them being a perennial contender for a bowl game in the future for us and and obviously, it's a great storyline for us right now. You know, one of three non-autonomy teams that are still undefeated um, with Liberty and Air Force. So, um, it's still a great and proud moment for the league. But, you know, unfortunate that that's the situation that we're in. What's, what's been the feedback of the, you know, and I, can, and I can see maybe a constant Thursday night game. But the fact that some are on Tuesday, some are on Wednesday, some are on Thursday. What has been the feedback so far? Yeah, I mean, so far it's been good just with the networks we've been able to get onto. So, you know, moving to Tuesday, moving to Wednesday, able to get onto some more premier networks, ESPN, ESPN2. Um, so getting those opportunities on Tuesdays and Wednesdays the past couple of years has been great for us. Um, but really, you know, part of the, the contract with ESPN is certainly that they've got a little more leeway to, to move those games around. I do think as the NFL has kind of crept into so many different days of the week, you know, now they've got the Amazon games on Thursday, there is some advantages to being on, on days when they're not. So those Tuesday and Wednesday night games where there's no NFL game on, 
that does kind of give us a benefit of getting some extra eyeballs on Sunbelt football, getting some extra exposure for, for our teams and for the conference. Of course, Luke Johnson and I will be talking about uh, the big one tonight in, in uh, Mobile in our final segment on the Eagle Hour, but the Eagles have got another trip on, a, on an odd night. I think it's a Thursday night in Lafayette in a couple weeks. Yeah, Thursday night has really become, you know, a big part of, you know, our Sunbelt television package and a big part of, you know, a big day of the week for us to play on. Um, we are really excited this year to see a lot of those Thursday night games could flip from, you know, we had a lot on ESPNU the past couple of years, get a lot more on ESPN2 this season. Um, so I think that just shows the the value that ESPN is placing on the Sun Belt as a league um, and certainly kind of where we're fitting within that uh, non-autonomy group of five picture. I think besides, the, besides JMU being one of the stories, one of the other stories has to be the ticket success at App State. I mean, it's it's like... It's, that's like the golden ticket in Willy Wonka. It's like you try. Now, our buddy Luke Johnson has a ticket for the Southern Miss App State game in a couple of weeks. But if you want one of those, it's like, well, it does, it's not necessarily Southern Miss. You just can't seem to get an App State ticket. No, 100%. You know, App State has done a really great job over the past few years with their attendance. Obviously, they've got a passionate fan base there in Boone. Um, I think, you know, something that we talk about is, is certainly, you know, their success on, on those kind of different days of the week. You know, they sold out against Coastal a couple years ago on Wednesday. They sold out against Coastal on Tuesday last week. Um, so being able to draw those fans regardless of, you know, day, time of, time of day, day of the week, um, that just is really the hallmark of, you know, a really great fan base that's passionate, that wants to be there and wants to be a part of, of what's going on with that team. Yeah, just well, uh, days, made, made, the announcement, started... made the announcement yesterday, 2.30, uh, ESPN Plus kickoff uh, in Boone coming up. So Kelly, about a, about a minute left. Just want to ask Sam one thing. Sam, I think a lot of our um, our a lot of our basketball fans up here uh, intrigued about this MAC Sun Belt Challenge. The Eagles will take on Akron and then an opponent to be named later on. Yeah, absolutely. That was you know something that came out of our basketball strategic committees over these past couple of years as we're trying to continue to increase our exposure for basketball, like we like we've done with football, like we've done with a variety of sports. Um, and really getting that great partnership with the MAC to be able to get, you know, one game at home for each of our teams and one game on the road um, as part of that Sunbelt MAC challenge. We're really looking forward to that. We actually had the uh, the championship belt delivered today for the Sunbelt MAC challenge. So we'll have a championship belt for our conference champion in men's, conference champion in women's. Um, so right now those are here in our office and uh, on display upstairs for the coaches and student athletes to so, check so out. So like Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair will be able to. A hundred percent. So yeah, we have we have you know we have a champion, we have a belt for our uh, MVP for the football champ game and now for the Max Football Challenge. Good stuff, Sam. Thanks for your time, man. Thanks for joining us today. And uh, if Kelly asks you for something free, just it's just what happens. Okay, just roll with it. <laughs> All right, thank you guys. Appreciate the time. All right, Sander, we'll take a break and catch back up with you talk a little football. Eagle Hour continues. We'll close out a Tuesday after these commercial messages. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment on a Tuesday brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training in Hattiesburg. DBAT Hattiesburg. 
Com. Luke Johnson, Michael Mergens from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg. And Laurel Bob out today. He'll be back tomorrow. Go back to New Orleans where Kelly Santer is uh, reporting live from Sunbelt Media Days. And before we just have a few more comments about football, Kelly, it really is a big deal, as, as Sam Nehan said. Southern Miss getting the preseason Sunbelt Player of the Year both on the men and women's side. And I'm not sure even going back to the to the uh, Conference USA or even way back to the Metro or, you know, any league that Southern Miss has been in, that that's ever been the case. Luke, we'd have to, you know, have to check with the SID guys and find out if that's been the case. But I certainly, you know, can't remember. It is. But, but interesting. But interestingly, you know, it's we're at Basketball Media Day here in New Orleans live, but, but most everybody down here has wanted to talk. Sadly, about Southern Miss football. I mean, the yeah. one question: What's wrong with the Eagles? What you know? What's I'm going to do? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's the one more thing about question. one more thing about basketball. I think it is interesting to note how um, there's really no other Golden Eagles or Lady Eagles on the first team or second team. You know, and so I think it right. shows how much this conference respects Austin Crowley and Dom Davis. I, th- I think that's that's uh, pretty cool. All right, yeah, we'll talk football. South Alabama three and three. Overall, lost to Tulane, defeated Southeast Louisiana, beat Oklahoma State on the road, lost to Central Michigan at home, lost at James Madison in last week, uh, two Saturdays ago, put it on uh, ULM 55-7. to Your thoughts uh, about tonight, uh, I told you during the break, Scott Watkins you know, just basically said when you are 1-5, you cannot have moral victories. I am certainly in agreement to that. But you feel like Will Hall is going to shake up something tonight uh, in, in order to try to get the Eagles a spark on the road. Here's what leads me to believe that. Now, what it is, I don't know. But the fact that he closed practices this week uh, heading into this game, you know, and some people say, well, you know, a lot of coaches will close practice when they have a losing record like that. Not necessarily. Um I think you know. I, I think the reason they closed practices is they just they they are going to do something different, and they didn't want South Alabama to know about it one one way or the other. We'll find out, you know, soon enough. But look, what do you have to lose at this point? So why not shake it up somehow, some way, uh, when nobody in the world expects you to win this game? And look, the, the record-wise, right now, the easiest part of the schedule is already behind you, so it's only going to get tougher as as time goes on. Yeah, and and it's one of those games tonight. Um, yeah, I just think you throw the kitchen sink. If you got trick plays, you use them. If you got surprise on sides, you use them. Um, I I did feel like yesterday, and we really didn't talk about uh, on air about you know the interview we had with Kane. But you you got to feel like sh- uh, certainly South Alabama is not going to sleepwalk tonight in the first quarter against Southern Miss. Well, you wouldn't think so, but again, you know they're they're eighteen to twenty two year old kids, and I and I respect Coach Womack greatly, of course. And what he said is they know about the rivalry, um, but they also know that that the Eagles the Eagles are struggling, and the Jags have been playing pretty well lately. And human nature is sometimes to play down to your level of competition. So, um, and and I you know I hope that's the case, but I hope you know Southern Miss has had starting issues of their own. Um, so the Eagles, although they played better in the first quarter, you know, last week, they sure as heck cannot get off to a slow start tonight if they have any hopes of winning this game. And of course, when you're in the national spotlight, you use this as a recruiting tool. All the more important for the Eagles to have a good showing tonight, one way or the other. 
Yep, so uh, it'll be fun to see. 6.30 tonight, ESPN2. All right, golf down at the Fallen Oak Collegiate Invitational. Robbie Ladder having a really good tournament. Shot a 72 today, finished tied for 13th. Eagles slipped uh, between yesterday and today. Finished 8th yesterday, now in 11th place uh, today. So uh, it's a tough golf course down there, but Robbie Ladder having a really, really good tournament and looks like he's going to finish 13th um overall all right uh jay ladder and austin crowley we're at the podium kelly i'm about our last minute uh together today um just kind of your takeaway um you know i think eagles have have shown a lot of respect uh, or or gathered a lot of respect from what they did last year and and a lot of respect going in this year well repeating you know kind of our lead story they were picked fourth uh overall in the in the coaches preseason poll this year so Suffice it to say, they are not the 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 hunters anymore. They are the hunted, and uh, it's a great story, you know, from worst to first, according to these polls. And you know, there's a Cinderella story there for the teams like Cliff Ellis's Coastal Carolina and Arkansas State and some of these other teams, Georgia Southern, who are not projected to do very well. They can go to their teams and say, "Look what Southern Miss was projected to do last year, and look what they did." So, wide open league, Luke. It appears in basketball. Again, the women will take center stage tomorrow at uh, Sunbelt Conference Media Days here in New Orleans. Coach uh, Ellis's Chanticleers will uh, host Southern Miss on January 24th. I believe also you're going to speak with uh, the Troy head coach, and we should get some audio from Austin Crowley that we can share later in the week, right? Yeah, Austin Crowley. I had a chance to sit down with him earlier today before he was uh, before he was mobbed by all the other media around here. And he's such, such, such a down-to-earth guy. You're going to love what Austin Crowley had to say. Good stuff. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks for uh, being down there today. We'll see you tomorrow. All right. Y'all be careful. It's Kelly Sander reporting live from Sunbelt Media Days. That'll wrap it up for uh, this edition of the Eagle Hour. We'll be back tomorrow. Lee Roberts will be uh, on with us tomorrow breaking down the game. Of course, uh, we'll also uh, look at other sports. Uh, Baseball's got some scrimmage. And then Coach Hall is going to join us Thursday analyzing tonight's game. 6.30 tonight. Go Eagles. Pull the road upset. We'll catch you tomorrow. And as always, Southern Miss. To the top. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle. Let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. I Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.